That boy needs therapy. You need psychosomatic. That boy needs therapy. Lie down on the couch. What does that mean? You're a nut. You're crazy in the coconut. What does that mean? That boy needs therapy. I'm gonna kill you. That boy needs therapy. Running a zoo. Let's have it too. I want to count three. That boy needs therapy. He was white as a sheep. And he also made false teeth. Welcome back, everybody, to another Year of Creativity. This is a episode that is many years in the making. Um, I, so many, I, <laughs> I lost track. Um, we've got Tyler Jacob here. He's one of those Renaissance men that does a little bit of everything. Um, and we're going to get to the bottom of it. How are you, Tyler? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Now, you good also... to finally be, be speaking with you. <laughs> Now you're in your car. Where have you been running around today? Um, I had a therapy appointment. I just got out of. <laughs> to be completely frank, and uh, it's great. I love therapy. It's awesome. And uh, yeah, and so I've got my uh, one of my kids is in there now, and uh, probably talking about me. So I'm just chilling in the parking lot, waiting for uh, my child to uh, be done. So. Well, we, we all sort through our stuff in, in, in the ways that are needed. So anyway, um, now you go by TJ Wiggles across social media. Where, where did that come from? Um, so, uh, back when I was living in New Jersey, uh, I worked at Virgin mobile and, um, some of my good buddies, my buddy Octavio, he, they, they all had like nicknames for themselves. Um, so my buddy Octavia was Doc Ock, uh, Nasty Nick. Who else worked in the office? A bunch of we, we all they all had like names. They're like, oh, we, we got to get you a jersey name. I'm like, all right. <laughs> and they're like, he just busted eyes. Like, we're gonna call you TJ Wiggles. <laughs> oh, TJ Wiggles. Why? Why am I TJ Wiggles? And he's like, cause cause you wiggle when you giggle. <laughs> oh my god. All right, that totally fits. I guess. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> But yeah, those guys are great. I love it. So, um, so yeah, so I shifted it. I've been, um, I, I, I retired a, a nickname that I had had for a very long time prior to that, but we won't go there. We won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll go there later. We'll see. The next thing about you, you have an amazing beard. Thank you. I just trimmed it. So maybe slightly less amazing than it used to be see i i i can't get it as thick as yours because mine just starts getting itchy so i i i trimmed it down last week so i I admire that you can go that far and you know it's just yeah no i i i i i put some uh beard oil in it this morning very nice nice and soft um it's important to moisturize i think that's probably the the biggest problem with itchy beards that See, I, I don't do that. I, I shampoo it when it gets nice and thick, but that's it. That's about it. So. Yeah. And condition it too. That'll help. Now, um, uh, we've known each other for years, but I, I can't remember exactly how we connected. I think I saw one of your brothers or you on social media. Um, yeah, it must have been Instagram or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, um yeah, I learned about um, you do stuff for did stuff for the Aquabats and 
Yo Gabba Gabba. It might have been through my brother because my brother was really into Yo Gabba Gabba, and I I think I might have okay. saw it that way. So how how yeah. did you get into those uh, working with those folks and? Um, well, so my uh, my brother, uh, way back in the day, um, started a band. Well, let me go back even further. I started a band when I was in high school, when I was about 15 years old, uh, with some of my friends. Um, uh, it became GoGo13 was our name for uh, the short time that we lived. Um, my brother Parker was the singer um it was a fun we were a fun ska band it was a fun little thing to do back in st george utah um and then um of course like most things it was it was pretty short-lived yeah. <laughs> most things when you're that age are yeah um and then uh about the time we ended uh, my older brother christian um was in california and he started his band the aquabats and um uh, uh, so yeah, so I, I had time and I thought, uh, why don't I figure out how to do a website? Because I was living up in Bountiful at the time. Okay. You know, living vicariously through, um, you know, message boards and, and mailing lists on the early days of the internet. This is about 95, 94, 95. Um, and so I, I decided I wanted to learn how to make, how to build a website. And so I went and I just figured it out back in the day, back when Netscape Navigator, I think it was maybe 1.5 or 2.0 maybe, had, uh, had like a built-in built in HTML editor. And so that's, I just taught myself code and just figured it out. And uh, so I built the Aquabats website back in 95. And um, so then over the years, just, you know, doing more for more stuff for my brothers, more big favors, more, hey, could you do this real quick for us kind of things. Um, and that, that lasted about 17 years. <laughs> good run. Good run. Um, 17 years of favors. And, uh, uh, yeah, so, uh, we did, um, Yo Gabba Gabba also Christian thought, um, you know, we wanted to do the Aquabats show for ever since the very beginning. Um, so we put it on hold and decided to do a preschool show because, that's where all the money was at. Yeah. <laughs> to be frank. And, and we were having kids at the time and we wanted, you know, to watch, we want to have something for them so that it wouldn't drive us crazy, that we wouldn't have to watch the Wiggles and Barney and all the things that drive people crazy, that drive parents to, to drinking. <laughs> and uh, so we, um, uh, yeah, so, so we did Yo Gabba Gabba. This was about 2006. We did the, the, pilot episodes I, I had a pretty good job as a uh, flash producer at Shia Day in Los Angeles and I'd been there for about a year and Christian said hey quit your good job and come work with us on this pilot <laughs> so I, you know me where my head was at back then I said sure I'll do whatever you want and uh so I did and uh it was fun it was a good two months of, of really fun work and painting set pieces in the backyards and late nights trying to animate things and um you know, uh, most of that stuck, stuff stuck on, on the show. So most of the, uh, you know, even some of the animations I did back then um, during that time stayed. So like the party in my tummy, little talking carrots and grapes and those guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I animated that like some like the, the early, like the video game kids stuff. 
I kind of like lay down a pretty solid template. Um, like the Yogabba lands, I like I, I colored them all, and you know, just it just you know it was just it was kind of just we did, I did so so many different things on it. I think officially my my title is animation director. That, that that's what they decided on. That you know, whatever. Were you on just for the um, pilot, or did you help out with the production as it went on? Well, um, yes and no. <laughs> so what happened was the the pilot was done that was you know two months of work and yeah. here i was and i had two kids at this point and a wife and um no job and i'm like well, what do i do now and uh things got pretty rough and it was like you know they they were shopping um the show around to different networks that and and who knew you know we had no idea how long that would take yeah um and so uh so i decided to move back east and uh just give it a shot back there and um, life back east and so that's you know when I became TJ Wiggles, I guess. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, and so in, in that time, the Yo Gabba Gabba got picked up. Um, they'd done two seasons. Uh, uh, by the time I got laid off in the big crash of 2008, uh, I was a, a victim of that. And um, good old 2008. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so we stuck around for until April trying to figure out how, how we could stay back East and, um, Man, I, I I interviewed all over different places, creative agencies, and this and that. You know, I, I was and I was like, I was willing to go anywhere. I went to. I remember I interviewed um, New York, Boston, uh, Winston Salem, North Carolina, uh, Las Vegas, um, and a few other places. I'm sure I went everywhere. But people are like you know, to the point like, oh, we really like you, but it's a recession and we can't hire anybody right now. So sorry, see you later. Oh, and Burlington, Vermont, too. That was another one. That was that was a fun one. Um, so, <laughs> so I was totally open to going wherever. And um, um, so this was summer of two thousand nine. Um, my brother Parker was uh, going through a divorce, and um, he was pretty down. And it was around his birthday, and I thought, you know what, maybe I should just go out there and and be his be his wingman, help him out, be his buddy for about uh, you know maybe a, a few days, maybe a week. So I went out there and just, you know, and they were in pre-production for season three. And so he would go to work every day on Yo Gabba and I would just go and I brought a book and just sat on the couch and read um, until they gave me something to do. <laughs> and then uh, production company, uh, it was Wild, Wild Brain at the time. Um, our, our partner, they said they gave us the, you know, our side was Magic Store and Wild Brain kind of financed it and together we made the show happen. But um. So yeah, so Wild Brain offered me a job, and so so I came back to California. So season three and season four have my fingerprints all over them. Um, season four, I got to do a lot more because I was there from you know it wasn't already going when it started. So season four, I, I uh, wrote a few episodes, I co-directed some, um, I did you know art, did a lot of different stuff, and then I I. Became, I was the um, the merchandising art director, so all of the the merchandise for Yoga Gabba Gabba, the toys, books, DVDs, uh, clothes, bedding, I mean, gee, you name it, vans, shoes, Funko Pops, everything. It all went through me first, and I had to make sure that they looked all right and didn't look super tweaked because that's some really bad stuff that yeah. <laughs> people tried to make. And uh, you know, just made sure that it went went well with our visual style guide um 
So I did that for a while. And then, uh, oh, and, and all of the, uh, the Yogi Abba Gabba tours, like all the logos for the tours, all the merchandise for the tours. I did all that. And um, yeah, I think and, my brother went really to the fun. Salt Lake show when it came here and he got backstage oh, yeah. and stuff. So nice, nice. And then uh, in the meantime, during, I think it was season four, we did, we did the first season of the Aquabat Super Show, um, which was pretty fun. I, I got to do a bit of writing on that as well. My, my, and, uh, my son loves it. He, he, he just found out that it's on YouTube now. All the episodes are on YouTube now, and he's watching them like oh, yeah. crazy. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so it's funny because, like, again, like, I wore so many different hats. I did, um, like animation direction i did a lot of a lot of set design um the 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 bus the the, the what do they call it the the battle tram that they drive around in i, I designed that on top of an uh, old winnebago from 1978 i think nice <laughs> um yeah I, I i did a lot of stuff on that um and then uh geez what happened so so we did a season and a half we did uh and then we, we we moved production to Utah for the second season of Aquabats. Um, so uh, I did a the Christmas episode I wrote. Does Christian I, uh, live here in Utah? Um, I believe he is in St. George now. Oh, okay. That's that's the word on the street, at least. <laughs> <laughs> so a little little foreshadowing of how things go from oh, here. Okay. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so Wild Brain got bought out by DHX, which got bought out by CPLG, um, which was just you know big fish eating the smaller ones. Yeah. Um, so by this time, this is a few years after season four. Um, season well, wait, so season four of, of Gabba was awesome, um, but for some reason Nickelodeon decided to just kind of like drip an episode out every like two months instead of saying like here's the whole season. Yeah. They're going like okay, here's the new episode. And they wait two months. Here's another new episode. So we had all these like iTunes season pass subscribers, which is pissed. And like, and all of us in the custom crew were like, why? Where, where's our episodes? Like, I want to see, you know, yeah. where, where I want to show everybody what we've been working on. And um, Nickelodeon was in no hurry. And they decided to move Yo Gabba to 2 a.m. on Friday nights, which is the perfect spot for a preschool show. And, um, yeah, and you know, that, and that's it, it took them about three years, I think, to air all of season four. Wow. And um, yeah, they just decided that they just didn't want to do it anymore. Meanwhile, our live shows are still selling out all across the country and kids are loving it. It's still a phenomenon. But, you know, Nickelodeon just didn't want it there anymore. Um, so that that's just kind of how it ended. It was really it was really like. That's so weird with the disconnect. It's like the live shows are just killing it, and then yeah, they just don't care. Yeah, I, I, I think you know, it's my my impression was that um, you know Nickelodeon didn't wasn't making anything off the live shows. They didn't make anything off our yeah. merchandise. You know, they had their own properties that they created in house that you know that they could have pushed and made a lot of more money off of. So you know, enter in. Bubble guppies and uh, Paw Patrol, you know. Oh, Paw Not Patrol! Kind of I I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's kind of how how Yo Gab ended. But it, I had, um, you know, I, I was lucky because I had a job, 
you know, all the other cast and crew I had to go work on other projects. Um, meanwhile, I was still art directing for, 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 for GABA. And, um, you know, when, when all the company corporate stuff um, changed, like I watched my entire team around me get laid off and I was still there. I was like last man standing. Um, and, and I was reporting to my boss was in London at CPLG. And, um, and so I, we decided to move out of state cause I was working, um, you know, from home almost the entire time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, reporting to somebody in London before that, my boss was, she was, uh, based out of New Jersey. So, so we're like, okay, so we decided to go, you know, where are we going to go? We decided to, uh, check out a few different places. We checked out Salt Lake, we checked out Austin, um, but we landed in Portland. And so we were all set up to pack to move to Portland and, um, about a week before, week before we loaded up the truck, they called me in and they're like, Hey, thanks for all your work. Uh, you know, we're not going to be doing anything on your Yaga Gaba right now. So here you go. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. So I'm moving to a new state, new house, no job. Um, so I spent a year in, in Oregon trying to find work and, um, and it was hard because I thought, I thought there'd be a lot of creative agencies up there and there were, but nothing, nothing worked out. And then, so I found a job eventually, you know, deja vu back down in Orange County uh, at a toy company. And so we moved back down to California. So we were only in Portland for a year, but I liked it. It was, it was a fun time. Um, uh, meanwhile, so, uh, yeah, so, so in the midst of all this, um, we kind of had a falling out, uh, me and my brothers. And I don't know if I want to get too much into this on the, on the thing, but no, whatever you're comfortable watching, with. Yeah. If they're watching, how are you guys doing? <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, so I'm not, I, I don't really uh, work with them or have much contact with them anymore. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now I'm, uh, you know, a man, uh, on his own and I'm trying to, you know, just find my own way and doing a bunch of crazy stuff. But th those experiences just seem to prepare you for, you know, for anything, you know, working on all levels of the merchandise and, you know, any, and you know, the animation and stuff like that. Um, yeah. It's pretty crazy. Like people ask me like, Oh, what do you do? I'm like, ah, what don't I do? I don't know. <laughs> ask me, <laughs> you know? I'll tell you if I do it or yeah, not. Exactly. So I always say like, I can take, you know, I can concept an idea and, prepare it and then I can get it produced and then I can get it uh you know I can get it revised and I can get it uh you know shipped out and I can get it I I, I can market it and then you know yada 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 all the way down the line yeah so it's it's pretty cool it's pretty cool I got I got a lot of uh, experience under my belt for sure and uh, you work on a lot of side projects because you know in you know the downtime from employment you've started hefties and then more recently the the Dadwar Club. Yes. Tell us about Dadwar those projects. Club. All right. So uh Hefties um is a t-shirt company, t-shirt brand, um, should I say, uh, sp uh sp specializing in uh striped tees um for plus size men. So um we're we have yet to officially launch. We're still uh working on it. We're trying to get get some kinks out without with all this craziness going on right now it's it's kind of really put a damper into it uh two years ago i was like super gung-ho 100 going into heft and um i had a business partner in mexico and um thought things were going to go good and uh 
they they went south and then you know so we're trying to figure it all out and then we get oh, a pandemic so what are you gonna do but uh, it's gonna happen um so it's gonna be uh plus plus size shirts for and and essentials for the uh the the big guy well, uh, if, so if you need a model again Paul, <laughs> i'm sorry if you need a model yeah man definitely for sure for sure we uh so I'm pulling from a lot of my uh, experience uh, from my work to Paul Frank a billion years ago and uh, at Ruka and, uh, you know, a few other things, you know, getting uh, clothing and goods made, you know, so that's, it's going to be fun. That's going to be fun when, when it happens, not if it happens, when it happens. Um, so, uh, so that's heft. Um, and then about a year ago, almost exactly a year ago, I was in, I'll tell you the story about Dad War. Okay, so this is <laughs> yeah, I'm a, bookmark I've been wondering. new chapter. Yeah, this is this is what it's all about and why and how. Um, I was I was hiking with some friends of mine up in uh, Las Vegas, north of Las Vegas, and uh, we got to the top of the mountain, and it was just this epic. We're at this cliff and looking over everything, and it was just this amazing moment. And uh, you know, I just something came over me and I had to, you know, drop my pants and <laughs> just let, just, you know, lift my arms to the sky and be a, a free, free man, one with nature. <laughs> and it was hilarious. It was fun. And, and, and it, it, it was, it was amazing. I highly recommend it if you ever get a chance to do something like that. But, um, so my friends, you know, they're all photographers. They, they took a couple of pictures at, at that moment and uh, we all had a good laugh. And, uh, my, my buddy Ben said to me, he's like, well, dude you want to get you want to get really rich really quick i'm like yeah please how how please <laughs> he's like, he's like start an only fans i'm like oh man um because you know it's like over the years you know uh i guess due to my um my my beard and my my strikingly good looks <laughs> um I've, I've got a i got a bit of following on social media among the the gay bear community and um so he so he knew that how my 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 popularity was like yeah dude like sell your pictures they'll love it, and I'm like well, that's a bit that's a bit sketchy you know yeah. but there was something in there and I kept thinking like well how can I make that work because I'd love to get really rich and I'd love to get for to happen really quick, um you know and it's it's fun do, do, being creative and start thinking about some ideas like oh it would be really funny if I did you know X Y and Z like that could be a funny photo shoot, um. So, so I decided to approach it in a way where it wasn't like pornography, you know, I'm not just showing like, you know, yeah. my, but my, 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 my junk. To, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, but something kind of similar where it's a little more tongue in cheek and uh, putting some creativity into it. Um, so that's where I, I came up with this idea. So taking, um, if you're familiar with the, the, da, uh, the dude war phenomenon, where it's like uh, men, in uh boudoir poses but right. like doing manly stuff so i'll be like construction worker but it's like you know dad bod kind of stuff where yeah it's 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 ironic and it's funny but at the same time it's it's super empowering for the guy you know the guy's wife or girlfriend will you know love it and all over it. and and it's and it's also kind of it's pretty it's tongue-in-cheek it's it's funny so yeah so i kind of took that to uh my own thing and and you know being a father of four i was like well that's that's a good approach is taking the dad angle so i, I mixed dad with dad with dude and boudoir Dedoir. so Dedoir. dad war 
Yeah. And, uh, and so I started taking some funny pictures with my friend, Ben, who was the first one to suggest it. And we did two photo shoots and then the pandemic hit. And so from then on, I was kind of on my own. So my wife has been taking most of the pictures and, but, uh, but it's, but it's been funny. So I, I, I've taken these, you know, these photo sets, I'll have pretty many 20 to 25 pictures or so per set yeah. and I'm posting them on Patreon. Um, and, uh, it's all, you know, strictly PG 13 stuff. So, you know, it's kind of like the, the opening of, uh, was Austin Powers too, when he's like <laughs> dancing around and there's always like a little, like something, something blocking it. Yeah. Stuff yeah yeah it's it's a bit it's a bit like that that's about as 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 uh as wild as it gets yes. so it's not it's not super bad but it's it's been pretty cool it's been pretty fun i've I've done a lot of really ridiculous names um over this past year uh like i built a little photo studio in my garage to do some of the stuff um since i can't really get out on location as as easily as i used to be used to yeah um but um, I don't know. Like, what are some things that I've done? I I did one where I was like the, the pandemic theme that was early on, where I'm, you know, laying on the bed in my underwear, like eating cookie dough and watching um, Tiger King, and you know, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, what else did I, have I done? I I've done a whole bunch. I just did one for Valentine's Day the other night where I was you know uh, covered in candy candy hearts, little conversation hearts. Yeah, I saw the and, picture uh, that you posted. I was working on my Cupid shoot, but I wasn't able to make it happen. But I think I'll just do it anyway. Maybe release it in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, that'll be funny. Um, but so, so I've got so many of these things that I've done. Uh, uh, I put it, every once in a while, I'll put like one of them up on, on Instagram, just a little, a little taste. But really, I've got a lot of content that's up on, on the Patreon site right now. Um, so I've been trying to do a... Um, a kickstarter to make a calendar so from the beginning someone's like oh dude you should do like a boudoir calendar or a doudoir calendar and i'm like yeah yeah well i always say like if i'm going to be doing this still in november where i should start thinking about making a calendar then if people still care about it then then i'll do it and um so november came around and i was still at it and uh so i decided to make make it so i designed a calendar um put it up on kickstarter um, at this time, I don't know when you're when you're gonna post this podcast, but there's four days left, and we're at 41%. So I doubt we're gonna make the lofty goal that I set for myself. Um, but I'm probably gonna print some on my own anyway. So if that stimulus check ever comes through, I'll print them, <laughs> print them myself. Um, or those monthly yeah, really checks fun. that we hear about, those two thousand dollar monthly checks, those would be nice too. <laughs> yeah, the ones they keep, keep teasing us about. Yeah. We'll find out. We'll see. Um, but but it's pretty fun. I, I did a big shoot uh, back in September, October for uh, I, did, I did Nightmare on Elm Street, where I reenacted some of my favorite scenes from the classic Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, you know, I had a Freddy claw and and a, and a Freddy hat and you know a striped speedo and it was it was, it was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> nice. But uh, it's it's yeah it's it's you know just kind of stuff like that. Um, what else can I tell you about it? Um, I've been able to like partner with a bunch of different brands. Um, yeah, mostly smuggler. like underwear, a budgie smuggler. Yeah. They're, they've, they're from Australia. They've been really awesome. Um, I won a contest with them <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, was that the Jack I, Black video? Yeah. 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 So I did, I did, there's this Jack Black video that he posted of him doing the walk challenge 
well someone was spraying him with the hose and, and i thought it was funny and uh so i so i threw on my budgie smuggler and uh uh, had had my son just spray me with a hose my, my my wife was shooting it and then I cut it and edited it so it looked like I was like perfectly in sync with him you know I mean it was it was a total mess when I was shooting it but um so, so I put it side by side and like I ended up winning I, I put it into this contest that budgie smuggler was doing at the time that I wasn't even trying to it was just kind of like I'll, I'll submit it that's my submission for it and yeah. I ended up winning and it was like 2500 australian dollars of credit into their store so wow okay so great so i um i ended up getting two two giant orders from them uh one was 40 40 speedos and the other one was 42 speedos because i got some stuff for my daughter in the second one but um yeah yeah so i've got so many fun (laughs) so much fun stuff um i've been uh modeling for obviously apparel they do underpants um, also from Australia, um, so I've done a, a few shoots for them. They're, they've reposted on their on their Instagram account. Down so under, like, okay, down cool. under. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like forty three year old, two hundred thirty pounds. I'm an underwear model. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's fun, dude. It's great, and it's been really, uh, it's been really empowering. It's been really fun. Um, it's been, you know, it's a little ex- exhilarating because it's kind of like the kind of stuff. Yeah, um, I don't want everybody seeing or knowing about. <laughs> you know, kind of like, like I, I, I know, like my mom and my siblings are vaguely aware of what I'm doing. I don't know how much. No one's talked to me about it or their thoughts or their. Who knows? You know, but it's like, yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm worried about you know, people from church or people from work you know finding this and and taking the wrong idea from it but it's all in fun and and i think the biggest thing at the end of the day is just like body positivity yeah yeah it's about loving loving myself and and being proud of of my body which is you know all of our bodies are awesome so just you know having fun with it so that's what i'm doing (laughs) these days (laughs) now when you're in the uh, uh, in, your, in your creative moments, what, what what situations are best for like when you're developing something like alone or back and forth with clients or? Um, yeah, it's it's tricky saying when inspiration strikes. You know, it, it could be for anything. Sure. Um, like so with with photo shoots, like if all, if all, all of them, I might have a, a weird idea, something, and then it just evolves into something bigger. Um, like for example, I, I did a shoot uh, last week. Um, the theme was Cheez-Its, right? <laughs> it was just super random, like you know, like whatever. Like I like Cheez-Its as much as the next guy, but um, I was uh, I got a where was I? I don't know. Somewhere I found a pair of Cheez-Its socks for sale. It was like like a, like a Marshalls or somewhere, some something like that. But I was like, yeah. I was like, ooh, Cheez-Its socks. Like okay, cool. I'll do a whole thing out with Cheez-Its and then later I found a Cheez-Its t-shirt at Walmart so I picked up the size small of course <laughs> and uh got some matching red like coach shorts and uh and and bought, bought a bunch of boxes of Cheez-Its and, and did a did a shoot of me you know pouring Cheez-Its on my face and crumbs in my beard and stuff and <laughs> it turned into a whole like ridiculous thing but it was all just off like this pair of socks that inspired yeah. it all so yeah you never know when it's gonna hit um for for me it's i i work best when i have somebody to bounce ideas off of um 
So lately that's definitely been my wife. She's been, she's been great. Um, she's, uh, she kind of keeps me a little, a little grounded, you know, where I might want to do something a little too edgy. She's like, brings me down a bit. Dial it, dial it down. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate it. I appreciate it. She's, she, she knows her stuff. Um, but yeah, I like to like, definitely like, and when I have an idea, I like to like talk it out and, um, when when I have like a little kind of spark like that that happens, I'll um I have like a spreadsheet of a list of ideas for shoots, and it's probably over 100, 125 ideas right now I've got of just ridiculous themes. Um, and then I go through them and uh, see you know what's what's feasible, what I've got props for, what I can do, and what's you know what's most realistic at the moment, and talk it through with my wife see what she has any input and then we just go do it and uh you know a lot of it is improvised a lot of we go go into it not knowing exactly what's what's going to work and what's not and we just see so and you, you post on like tiktok and you're on twitch a lot um mm-hmm. how, what are the age range of your kids and how are how's their input and kind of um you know, their input on where social media is right now and how you can yeah. shape to that. Well, okay. So my, my oldest daughter is 17. Uh, and then I have three sons, one's 15, one's nine and one's six. Um, my 15 year old son, he's, he's been doing a lot of the Twitch streams with me. Uh, we haven't been on in, in a few weeks. Things have been a bit, a bit hectic, but, but we definitely were, I mean, had a lot, having a lot of fun with that. Um, and he's definitely like, he's always pushing me to do it. He's always having ideas and he's always, he's super into it. He's always wants to like, his input is really good. It's a, it's almost, almost like his show. Cause he like, <laughs> he's, he's the one like, oh yeah, I want to do this. And I want to do that. I'm like, all right, all right. And he's like, hey dad, dad, let's go, let's go do some, do a Twitch tonight. Come on. I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. Okay, fine with it. And then I end up spending, you know, being up till three in the morning working on it. It's super fun. <laughs> um, yeah, Twitch has been fun. Um, I'm on TikTok a little bit, but uh, not a whole lot. I, I just had the feeling this morning that I should, I need to get back on it and then start, start uh, producing more TikTok content because um, a lot, of, you know, that's kind of where it's at right now. Yeah, uh, I, I was on Vine very heavily for back in those days. Um, May it rest in I peace. I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> what's that? May it rest in peace. Yeah, seriously. Um, I was, you know, I, I thought in Vine back then. I would think, I would have a funny idea, and then I would go, oh, let's make that a Vine, and then I would go and do it. You know, I don't know, you know, maybe it's age or whatever it is. My, my brain shifted, and now I'll have a funny thought, and I'll just tweet it. And then, you know, <laughs> and then it just goes out into the air. And, you know, so maybe, maybe I'll have to go back in some of my tweets and turn them into TikToks. That, 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 there's an idea. There you go. Yeah, um, yeah with the with vine it it stopping it was like had its it was on its heyday and twitter mm-hmm. just kiboshed it it just made no sense to me and then the stuff that's yeah, followed is a... just been updates of that it's like yeah yeah it, well i think i think that if first started going downhill with vine when they allowed uploads it was really cool when it was like really bare bones you could you couldn't edit in app it was just everything was um, you know, on the fly and was there, whatever you shot is what you had. So, yeah. you know, people get really creative and build a lot of like weird sets and a lot of things and just really use their, their 
innovation to try to to work around that and make things you know get around that like like if you want to do something black and white like uh, i saw guys they would they would have like you know gray clothes and they paint their faces white and black and, and make it black and white effect just to get around the fact that you can't drop it into the final cut just put on black and white filter yeah. and then upload it so once they started uploading it and people were putting up titles and, and sound effects and songs and like i just that bummed me out so bad because I was like, dude, like, if you're gonna do that, just put it on YouTube. Like, this, like, Vine is, a, you know, its own thing. But, you know, can't, can't, can't fight that as it's going. But uh, I, so, so for I, so in my, uh, my opinion, it kind of like that's kind of the the first step, the beginning of the end. Um, and then I think things got like exponentially less creative as it went on from there. Um, you had like this kind of click of like the the popular now crowd, yeah. Um, which was like you know Logan Pauls and the those kind of guys. Who else? I can name a bunch of names, but doesn't matter. Um, but they uh, there there were some guys, not Logan Paul, but some other dudes. Um, they they found out that how to how to hack the algorithm. So one of them would post a video. They'd have a group of like maybe twenty other friends. And they would all go and right then and they would repost that video. So because it was getting all these reposts immediately within, you know, 10 seconds of being posted, it would yeah. kick it up really high up into the, you know, up into the, the suggested videos. And then that would just, it would just launch them. And so they, they had this thing where they would constantly do that every time. And these guys kind of like, they conquered Vine. They, they, they figured it out, you know, and um, they, unfortunately a lot of their ideas were just ripping off other people's lines there was a lot of a lot of that going on where they're just stealing jokes and and that that was so frustrating for me was to seeing like the 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 least creative people getting the most success that drove me nuts so it so so vine was about it it was it was pretty much done for me about a year before he died that last year was was sad and um because I, you know, I would do stuff every now and then on it, but it was just, it just wasn't like it used to be. Because it, it, in, at its peak, Vine was the most creative app and the most social social media I'd, I'd ever experienced. Because I'd made a lot of friends on it, um, people I still am in touch with to this day a lot. Um, it was just, it was, just, it was pretty incredible. It really was. Um, but uh, you know, by the time it, it ended, I was kind of just like, "Well, so yeah. be it." You know, this kind of was was not. It didn't shock me that that much because it was kind of already going down. Um, so anyhow, so so TikTok came up. It kind of took its place, and um, which you know back then it was it was musically, and yeah. musically mu musical dot ly right, and. Uh, I forgot that I had created a, 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 an account and I did a couple of dumb videos on it. So after a few years of holding out, I finally signed up for TikTok, only to find that, oh, look, I already have an account on it. <laughs> here's some old videos I did back when it was musically. And I was like, oh, okay, so this is that. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool. I, I'm I'm there's so many features and so many like filters and bells and whistles. It's really overwhelming for for an old man like me. Yeah, I, so I have, like I have no idea where to go when I get on there. <laughs> right yeah. yeah i mean i see people doing duets and i see people doing all this crazy stuff and i'm like I, okay cool i don't know how to do any of this stuff but <laughs> yeah i guess like anything i'll just have to figure it out um 
but yeah yeah i want to I start doing more tiktoks for sure um, it's funny because my kids are like oh dude, tiktok is dead tiktok is cancer tiktok is cringy you know it's like it's like eh, well like anything it's it, tiktok is only what you make of it it's who you follow you know yeah if you follow cringy accounts then <laughs> you're gonna have a cringy experience <laughs> and so. it's the big one right now you kind of gotta be on there if you're gonna gonna get noticed right 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 you know and it's it's the game of getting noticed is all it's so ridiculous and it's, we're all sure. chasing yeah. our tails <laughs> we're all trying to be like the the top of the ant hill but um but at the same time i think it's kind of cool it, it's um it, it leads to opportunity you know and really like that's kind of all i've ever been looking for and then just you know a chance to do something else cool you know just leading to the next thing um so right now i'm um just this past week i started a job working with a friend of mine uh who started a solar company so i'm i'm a solar power salesman right now nice <laughs> um, and if anyone in the southern california area is interested it's lar sun solar and um uh, but yeah my friend eric larson he was a friend of mine from vine he was a vine buddy and he did a cup he had a cupcake business back in the day he was he was known as cupcake dude and uh so yeah so so we, we've kept in contact and no, I have a job. So that's, it's kind of cool. It's kind of, it's kind of a really good, uh, good networking thing. So. Yeah. It's um, nice when stuff can lead one into another like that. And, you know, it, it builds on, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, it, it's great to see yeah, yeah. things build on top of each other. Yeah. You know? So, it, so rather than like doing it for the fame or for the glamor, or for the, you know, the mansion or what, whatever, I'd like a mansion. Don't get me wrong, but but like, <laughs> um, for me, doing you know creative stuff is really just for the sake of doing creative stuff. And if you can get opportunities and networking stuff out of it, like all the better. But um, I think for people that are going into it for the wrong reasons, um, you know they're gonna they're gonna have a hard time because it's you just follow where where the creativity is at. So if it's the you know if it's if it's like my, my doudoir stuff or, you know, whatever, doing TikToks or Vines or, or you know, art. I have a, I'm doing a, I have a little t-shirt store. I, I sell stuff on too. Um, you know, it's just kind of just put stuff out there and just create. I think that's what it all comes down to. Uh, Am I making any sense at all? I think I'm just dabbling. No. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds great. And you're, you're doing portraits and stuff like that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I got procreate um, my and laptop stuff. died. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how I started doing that. My laptop died last summer, uh, last July, um, after, while well, I was doing a shoot. Um, I think, I think one of my kids spilled water on it or something tragic like that. And, um, so I, my only other option was I was able to upgrade one of my phone plans. Um, my family phone plan with AT&T, I upgraded it to an iPad instead. And so, so I got an iPad and I got a little pencil. And so I learned how to um, do portraits and, and procreate. And, and uh, so I did a lot of those last year and that's been really cool. Um, cause I, cause I like painting and I like, like sketching and, and all that stuff, but I never yeah. really got into the digital stuff and it's incredible. That, that stuff is really inspiring me, to me lately. I follow a lot of like painting accounts and 
people doing these like beautifully realistic portraits. Um, and then, yeah, so right, right now my, my, my screen got cracked and so it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't sense my pencil, but, um, but I can use my big fat finger to do stuff. So portraits are on hold until I can that, get that fixed. But, but yeah, I was doing a few commission portraits last year um i did a couple garbage pail kid style ones which yeah I saw, was, I saw that that's awesome <laughs> yeah that was one of my favorites um ah, gee yeah and i, I did a I, I was in an art show last year i did a big map of uh, a fictional uh theme park of stephen king themed stuff because i'm a huge stephen king fan stephen kingdom the Stephen kingdom yeah and so I, I i did a big print of it it was in this great art show at sugarman gallery and um, yeah, and people dug it. So I've, I've been taking a couple like elements out of it here and there, um, and I'm putting those onto onto shirts as well. I did a uh, like a Disney version of uh, what was the first one I did? It was Cujo, I think, was the first one I did. And I did the, like the Coco logo, but, but Cujo. Cujo. Yeah, and we, we had the like, kid from the kid from that has been on the podcast, Danny Pantiaro, who was on. Um, oh yeah, Dave, yeah, 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 yeah. The house we've had him on. That's awesome. I remember uh, I saw him at a Denny's. Oh, no, Denny's? Bob's Big Boy once when I was a kid growing up back in the day. And that's a whole other <laughs> angle of my crazy life that we haven't even talked about, the child acting. Oh, yeah. Let's go into that. Like, Oh, oh my goodness. Um, like, yeah, geez. What shows? Okay. How many? You know? Um, I did a few commercials. I, I did uh, my biggest show I was on was probably Silver Spoons which um, hasn't endured as much as I thought it would, but back in the day, it was one of the top sitcoms. So um, Yeah, I liked it, the train through the house and everything. Yeah, the train was 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 great, and uh, I was on an episode where Ricky had to uh, babysit. Uh, he started a babysitting service, and he had these two brothers that were absolute hellions, and they destroyed the house, and so I was one of them. And uh, it was pretty fun. It was cool. Um, that was 1985, I believe. And um, but okay, so um, I was born in '77. By the time I was born, I was number four. My three older siblings they were already doing a lot of acting and stuff. My family had moved down from uh, Ogden, Utah, to to North Hollywood, and that's where I was born. Uh, I was in North Hollywood, so. Um, they started they started that because my um so my my uncle did a lot of movies at byu um back in the 60s and 70s um like like johnny lingo and whatnot and so he cast my sister who was just this adorable little you know five-year-old back then to uh to be in a little short film he did called the mailbox and that led to other work she did. She was this other church friend called Uncle Ben. And I mean, you know, any uh, Mormon culture aficionados will totally know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and yeah. and um, then, uh, so yeah, so, so she started doing a lot more local commercials. And my, um, my brother Christian started doing it as well when he was little. So my parents decided like, well, let's move to California. So they had the three kids, moved to California. I was born already a child actor before i knew it um my mom my mom and my sister were in the traveling production of saturday's warrior oh, and um nice. uh, yeah. <laughs> and 
and I was um, the baby. I think her name was Baby Emily, who was born at the end. So I was I, I played a baby girl, <laughs> and it was like fifteen plane flights before I was one years old. That was oh, wow. that was like I guess it was a big part. I don't remember it, but that's what I'm told. So um, so yeah, so I kind of just just kind of thrust into it. So that was just kind of what we did as a family. Was we just you know we go to school and then after school we'd go over to you know go over the hill and into into Hollywood and and go on a bunch of auditions until about six or seven p.m. and go home and work on homework. But um, it was cool. I mean, during the '80s, uh, there was a lot of crazy stories and a lot of a lot of cool opportunities that we that we had that we wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, and that went up until about about 1990, I think, is when we stopped. So, um, so my my older siblings did a lot more of that stuff than I did. Um, I kind of was just uh, I was kind of the one that was just left at home watching TV. <laughs> until everybody gets back you know uh i was my older three they had you know regular parts on sitcoms and they were you know people go oh, oh what shows were they on i'm like dude like seriously like name one yeah and, you know name name an 80s sitcom and like they one of one, one of us had, has been on it so <laughs> i mean there was a time we were all getting so much work that like like well when i was on silver spoons my sister was on the week before you know oh, and wow. so yeah, and my so like so she was on set and she left and I showed up, <laughs> and like um, I think we had like three my three older siblings they're all on a different show on all three big networks you know like at the same time like it was like it was pretty crazy it was like they did a lot of stuff the weekly Jacob so, exchange <laughs> yeah um, but yeah so my, so then my parents uh, split up in eighty five uh, so my mom was a single mom uh, trying to trying to manage you know four kids in acting and my little sister who 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 didn't she was too little and um you know it was just crazy and then she got remarried and we moved to orange county and started in a whole other life so i gotta write a book or something my life is ridiculous <laughs> that's awesome i love hearing about child actors um last year about this time we interviewed um um a few child actors danny pantera like we talked about and then uh, jeremy yeah. miller and I previously had Keith Coogan on. And I just love hearing their oh, yeah. stories about, uh, you know, being on, on set. And, you know, Jeremy yeah. talked about working with Leo. And, yeah, it, uh -huh. it's just really cool to hear those experiences. Because, you know, back then, it seemed a lot more pure, you know, mm -hmm. the TV show sets instead of, like, come in, do this, you know, everything so, um, you know, locked in now that, you know, they've got everything down to the mint back then it seemed a lot yeah. more organic and fun it was it was kind of weird it was very unregulated i mean you know we did have to be in class for, for a while but i mean you know uh, it was it, it was kind of it was kind of a, it was kind of sketchy and you hear these stories about you know pedophiles and and you know kids that were in danger back then and, yeah and i always took pride in like oh i never saw any of that you know none no one in my family ever saw any of that and and I was still thought like yeah we we just we just were you know we were lucky enough to avoid in, any of that stuff and then and then I, and then I read this article on Vice uh, about the Alfie Soda Pop Company or the Alfie Soda Pop Club, which was um, this uh, was a monthly I think it was a monthly like party put on by this guy Alfie who owned uh, New York Seltzer which was a you know real popular soda at the time yeah. and. Um, 
and he would invite all of these Hollywood like child actors. So like all those guys, Keith and, and Danny, those um, those guys all went to those. I'm sure of it. Um, like uh, I know like a buddy of mine slow dance with Melissa Milano at one of those. <laughs> yeah, and I was always too young to go, but my my older siblings would go to those all the time, and they would you know, like uh, the Corey Haim and Corey Feldman were always like you know lip syncing to Michael Jackson's songs of that. Those. I mean, it was like it was pretty crazy. Like it would be. They should write a book about it. Anyhow, so I always thought that was just a, just a crazy thing. Turns out that Alfie was a pedophile and that he was doing this to groom some of the kids. And uh, I was like, oh, yikes, dude. Like, I didn't even know. Like, that's glad I, glad I didn't go to those after all. Yeah, you punched a bullet there. Yeah. Now, you brought up, brought up living in Utah, uh, you know, in and out through the conversation. What what periods yeah. of time have you lived in Utah, and what were you doing during those times? Okay, so um, so my 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 dad's from Provo, my mom's from Bountiful, so I've got a lot of family up there. Um, when I was in third grade in about 1985, we uh, my parents decided to move back to Bountiful, um, just you know, and then and then travel back to california and worked out there and um so we, i lived in bountiful for about a year less than a year actually okay uh, about 85 to 86 um and then i returned in let's see it was in 93 we moved to saint george and i was about uh i think i was 14 um so we lived in saint george for about a year and a half um and then we moved up to bountiful um, where I finished out my last year of high school and um, graduated. Uh, then I went to UVSC, which is now UVU, of course, uh, down in Orem. I went there for one semester of fun, you know, <laughs> just for kicks. You know, it was totally on a whim. My best friend was going to college. I said, ah, I got, I got sure, some time to kill not? before I go on a mission. I might as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just, just, yeah, for fun. So, you know, it, it was a, a couple of classes and a lot of ska shows basically that's all it really was <laughs> and um then uh yeah and then and then after that i uh you know i went on a, a mission to, to paris france for two years and while i was out my parents moved back down to orange county so that was um my utah experience but yeah no i mean uh, i worked at the uh the crossroads mall for a while back then at the the camelot music well, that was a lot of fun um yeah, utah has been i miss that mall i like i like that mall for some reason yeah i thought it was, just the way it was set up and i i would have wednesdays off around that time and i'd go up there and uh -huh. just walk around the malls and just kind of you know look at um you know the music store what was it called up there um how it was, it was a camelot yeah it might have been that was where I worked. That yeah. was my place. Yeah. Probably saw you. The aesthetic <laughs> was kind of gray, wasn't it? Yeah. I think we had like a blue carpet and it was kind of like gray and white and stuff. Yeah. It was very, yeah. And V. Dalton a... and, you know, all those type of stores. Yeah. They had a good <laughs> popcorn place. There was like two layer, two floors up, a little popcorn stand. First yeah. time I had white chocolate popcorn, it blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying um, to... Yeah. I, I miss it. So, so I, I try to get up to Utah when I can, which is another thing. Um, for, for a few years, I took, uh, whoops, 
I I was doing uh, driving at Sundance. Um, yeah. So uh, and we were trying to friend, connect on uh, one of those trips. Yeah. Yeah, my buddy Matt Heater, um, he uh, hooked me up with uh, this job because he had been driving for for a few a long a few years, and so he's like, "Yeah, we're looking for more drivers." So uh, we're do- working with um, I think it's Madeira Events. Um, we're on the the Nissan fleet. Was it Nissan? Dude, I'm I'm totally I'm totally blanking. Or is it Acura? Or is it Hyundai. Acura. Yeah, uh, Hyundai Acura. Acura. Yeah, I think it was Acura. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, basically, the I was a driver, and they would they would have these. There was three different fleets. There was the the white fleet, which we drove like uh, celebrities. Um, the silver fleet, which was for like uh, writers and directors, people that were up there that were you know behind the camera, and then the other one was black, and I can't remember what that was for. Probably something or other. So the first couple of years, I did I did white fleet. Um, I drove. Let's see. The first year I drove uh, Ellen Page, Elliot Page, um, and he was super, super nice. Um, and uh, Diego Luna, and he was awesome. So, uh, and then I drove uh, another guy who was a big, uh, a big uh, business guy in, in from Mexico. Uh, second year I drove um, Keanu Reeves for a couple of days. Whoa. And, yeah and uh that was a that was quite an interesting quite an interesting experience and uh then i I drove army hammer for half a day before he fired me (laughs) (laughs) which is another story altogether i've got all these crazy stories um maybe he's hungry and you looked good and so he was just trying to stop himself (laughs) (laughs) well he was um it was they they needed somebody to blame. They were late to the Q and A, uh, and you know I was I was an easy target. Like oh our driver our driver sucks. He's it was it was literally a blizzard, and I was given the wrong theater to go to. Oh yeah, was it <laughs> so a really like, nasty year? That was like was it like the Thursday or Friday where it was like really nasty? Yeah yeah it was, I, that must have been it. It was horrible, um, and then. Uh, yeah, so they were late to their their Q and A for "Call Me by Your Name," and I'm like, "Sorry, guys, I seriously I do the best I can." So his his publicist um, got me fired. Basically, got me. You know, we we demand a new driver. This guy's crazy. I mean, this and that, and he made us late, and he's driving all over the road like a wild man. I'm like, yeah, I did my best. I'm sorry. <laughs> so so I have I have nothing but good things to say about Army. He's he was a super super nice guy. He he sat up front with me. He. Uh, he he had a bunch of friends with him and he, he grabbed my phone he's like oh dude the new run the jewels album is out like check it out so he, he pulled it up on my phone and he was like rocking out to it you know so <laughs> every time i hear uh live at the garden i think think of think of my old pal army Ham- army hammer what <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that happens with stuff so, because like i hear uh jackson five um the, the song that was used in clerks too and i just picture that that part of clerks too now instead of the jacksons it's just some some stuff just <laughs> changes it just connects yeah it's super super funny um so yeah so that was that was pretty brutal i, I was i was super bummed out because kiana was a um uh 
it's a very complicated experience <laughs> i'll say um he was cool he was nice but he's not the i didn't experience the like what everyone knows him as being like the, the world's nicest guy yeah Who, you know, um, he, he was he i don't think he wanted to be there i just chalk it up to that because he was in between john wick one and john wick it was right before john wick two came out but he was up he was up there for a movie he did called to the bone where he had a small supporting role um with uh lily collins well she was a star of it so they they so probably brought him in because of the john wick um exposure they brought him probably brought him in so yeah, that movie would yeah. get so, more. So he was he was probably not into in, into it. He wasn't like excited to be there. And he's he's very down to earth for sure. Like he didn't have an entourage. He flew uh he flew coach, I think, or or first class at least, but he didn't have like a private jet or anything. Um yeah, he was pretty chill. He sat up front with me and you know, drank my smoothies and stuff. And um but he was very uh he was very quiet. So as a driver, I'm not really, I wasn't really allowed to like ask questions Yeah. because, because, you know, who wants that, but you know, I'll talk when he wants to talk or whatever. So, um, he just didn't really want to talk. So we'd go through like moments, like 20 minutes straight in utter silence <laughs> and the whole time I'm going through my head, Keanu Reeves hates me, Keanu Reeves hates me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was, that was, so that was, that was a, a trying couple days, um, but uh, he was cool. He gave me a, a pair of uh, Bluetooth headphones that he got at a party. He, he, he <laughs> you, want, you want these Bluetooth headphones, Tyler? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'd be stuck. Really? Really? You'd use these? I'm like, yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I told him, all right, all right, here, man, you can have it. All right. <laughs> he, was, he was a bit contrary to I'd say something he would always say. Really? I don't think so, Tyler. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. It was, uh, he, he'd say like, um, like we were talking about um, the uh, so this was right after the election, right? Like right after uh, uh, Trump's Trump was was sworn in like that day. Yeah. So it was it was crazy, and um, there was this movie called Icarus that was playing, which was about the Russians doping their athletes at at, at the Olympics. All right. Um, so like so something happened. Someone hacked into the the ticket booth website or whatever and like they had to shut down all the screenings for like half a day or something right i don't know if you remember that it was kind of a no, kind of a crazy deal so i was telling keanu about it i'm like yeah dude somebody hacked into it like, oh man that's stuff up man who who would who would do that who would do a thing like that i'm like i don't know dude maybe the russians and he's like laughing he's like <laughs> yeah right tyler russians i'm like i don't know dude who knows like russian hackers it's a totally a thing yeah he was and he was like so like, yeah i don't think so i'm like well look at her you know Look at the election. Like there was definitely Russian hackers behind that. And he's like, "Yeah, right, Tyler. I don't, I don't think so. Uh, are you really, you really believe that? You really believe that, Tyler?" Like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm open to it. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So, uh, so that was kind of a rough year for me. Um, so the next year, when I went back up, they they assigned me the um, the directors and writers, you know, and that was actually a lot more fun. Like it wasn't as like you know bragworthy. I don't have a lot of like really cool stories like that I, I, I can tell. But the they were everyone that I was there was dri I was driving was like happy to be there. They were excited and they were like, and they were way more personal. And I, and, and I could like bro down with them a lot a lot easier. And uh, and that was that was a lot of fun. So 
And were they like international uh, directors or were they like American directors? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, this one girl, uh, what's her name? Eliza Moknoff. I don't remember, dude. I, we're Facebook friends. I should know this. She directed a movie called um, The Holiday or Just Holiday, she, uh, uh, which was a totally insane, crazy movie about a girl in an abusive relationship who goes to the uh she goes to greece with her abusive boyfriend and gets raped and it's 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 super gnarly right but um it's a very heavy movie but but uh, she was the director she was just super nice she was like the raddest girl we totally like became friends um uh i, I took her to her her she went went and worked out what's that um what's that 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 martial arts style the israeli uh, uh, style right. of martial arts. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. So, so she went and did it. Yeah. I, I want to say like Cha McGraw, but it's, that's totally not it. <laughs> Tim McGraw. <laughs> Tim McGraw. Yeah. The Tim McGraw style of fighting. <laughs> so yeah, no, I took her to her workout and stuff, and she was yeah, she was ratty. I, I I like her a lot. Um, who else did I? Oh, funny story on that, like um. I was standing there, we're like waiting for, um, there's an area where we would wait for our, for the person that we were driving, right? So instead of like being dedicated to one person for like two or three days, we would do like whoever would come in that we had to take. And um, I was standing there and um, like one day, like I saw like all these SUVs pull up and then these guys in suits, like secret service guys come out and they're like escorting. I'm like, oh, this is going to be somebody important. This is something so important. I'm like, who is it? Who is it? And like, they come walking in. I can't see anybody that they're around. And I look closer, and there's I see this little head underneath them. Like, oh, there's a little short person. I look, and it was um, this old lady. I'm like, oh, wait, who's this important old lady that they're surrounding? And it was Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh. <laughs> she was just there at Sundance. You know, <laughs> she like gets into the she gets into the elevator right across from me. And I'm like looking right at her. I'm like. That's Ruth Bader Ginsburg. No way. She closes. She goes up. And it's just, you know, that's another, you know, funny story I can put in my pocket. But like the day after that, um, I was talking, I was hanging out waiting and there's um, this redheaded woman comes up and she starts talking to me and um, she's, and we're just chit-chatting. She's talking about, uh, you know, asking where I'm from. I was like, oh, I'm from LA. And she's like, oh, that's cool. I love LA. I've been there so many times. And I, you know, I think she lived there too, maybe. And she was just super, super nice. And I had this conversation with my woman probably for about 15 or 20 minutes. And then it starts dawning on me, like, like I'm noting a, a Scottish accent and she's redheaded. She has crazy green eyes and she looks familiar. And holy crap, this is Shirley Manson I'm talking to oh. <laughs> from Garbage. Oh, wow. And, like, and it totally was. It, it was totally her. And like, I, I was like... It was weird because it was past that point where like it was too late to be starstruck, you know? Yeah. Because like, I already like you know broke down with her, like like oh yeah, I'm my buddy. Um, yeah, and then our rides came up and and we had to drive away, but I was just like, dude, she's like the nicest, coolest, like down to earth, most down to earth person. Like she's, like yeah, any any you know, lukewarm reservations I had about garbage before that, like out the window. She's the best. I'm a, I'm a big fan of. She's great. <laughs> so. I was, yeah, it's, it's it's fun, dude. Sundance is awesome. I, I I love it. So many crazy stories like that. Yeah, the times I've been up there and seen people, I've been hanging out with Skippy, Sundance Skippy, and um, uh -huh. what's his name from How I Met Your Mother, the tall guy. 
Um, oh. I was getting a picture with him, and my phone was acting up, and he, he was so nice and patient that he waited till I got it, and we got the Jason picture. Siegel. Yeah, but then I uh, yeah, and then um, I was it the same year. I don't think it was the same year, but um, the guy that played Ted Mosby, Josh Radner or whatever, you know, I asked him for a picture, hmm. and he said no. <laughs> so <I was> like, <laughs> that's awesome um, yeah it just it's so funny driving around at sundance because you see weird things like like i saw um peter dinklage walking up the sidewalk like on the back side of like like down one of those like the not the main street but the one to the i don't know north of it and he's just he's just walking up by himself i'm like there is like everyone's gonna know that's peter dinklage right there i, I saw one of the jonas brothers walking up with a couple friends i'm like oh yeah that's it's just, just weird, man. It's just weird the stuff you see there. I, so, I, I always I, try to keep notes. Like, so I helped with one of the. Like, I always my, try to keep metal notes and stuff like that, so I can tell my kids when I get back. Like, oh yeah, I saw sunset. I, I always refer to like. Go ahead. Was that? Oh no! So I was just saying, like, so when I talk to my kids, I always refer to Diego Luna and, um, and Keanu Reeves as my best friends. You know, like, <laughs> it's like oh yeah, my my, my best friend Keanu's in this movie, <laughs> and we kind of like laugh and ha ha, and I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> it's just funny like yeah. so um yeah random appearances like that like i it's when i was um uh volunteering down here in salt lake but i had to run up there for something and yeah we, we grabbed the thing and we were driving back out of town and i look over and there's uh quentin tarantino just talking to somebody oh, no on way. the corner <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and then I, that's I, funny i was i was behind the egyptian once and i was waiting to pick somebody up and uh robert redford walked out right out in front of me but i remember i remember we were trying to meet up um up there and i was standing in front of the egyptian theater and i i, I thought I, I, and you were there and i'm like uh, but i was like i was waiting to pick somebody up like i think it was like keanu or somebody somebody like that it's so it's it just funny i could have rode shotgun <laughs> <laughs> I, I drove um carrie putnam that 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 week before I did before I had Keanu it was Carrie Putnam and she's like on the Sundance board she's like uh, either number two or three below Robert Redford himself so she's like like a big big wig uh, at Sundance so she was super cool she invited me to, to march with her in the women's march that they had up there and I was like yes I totally will and then I got switched over to Keanu but yeah she was very like I had to pick her up at six thirty a.m. on the dot every day. She's, she was very, very uh, professional, very to go. So <laughs> that just added to my high stress week. But, uh, um, the strange, fun, fun story, fun times. Probably one of the strangest celebrity interactions I've had is uh, it was the second or third time that Kevin Smith came to Wise Guys, and I was in the green room with him, and he asked me about the um, alternative facts. So that, <laughs> that, that was fun to explain that to him. And I think that was the time, it was like two weeks before he had the heart attack. And oh, yeah. and we were just sitting in the green room, not talking to each other. And then two weeks later, he has the heart attack. <laughs> I'm like, I should have talked more. It's, yeah. It's just weird how you look back at stuff like that when after they've happened and what you would have done different. Um, but we're, yeah. we're well over an hour, so I don't want to take too much more of your time. But uh, we've got a few bonus questions that we'll run past you real quick all right speed round uh the first one what does creativity mean to you 
Creativity is uh, creating something that hasn't been assembled before in that way. Um, so it could be anything. It could be, you know, just a new way of doing something to, you know, your, your typical art, painting, drawing, sculpting, writing music, writing stories, making movies, um, or, you know, even just coming up with a new idea. Awesome. I like that. Who is your favorite Muppet and why? So that's it, this is any Jim Henson created, you know, Jim Henson oh, Productions created. So Labyrinth, any, Dark oh. Crystal, Sesame Street, you know. Oh man, that's a good question. My favorite Muppet. The I uh, most of my friends will have this one like in a second, but I can't. I, I, as a kid, I liked Gonzo a lot because he was weird. He like what animal was he? He was a weirdo. That was the kind of animal he was, and his. You know, his girlfriend was a chicken. Like, that's pretty rad. Pretty rad. Gonzo. Yeah. Cool. So I'll, I'll stick with Gonzo. Gonzo. Gonzo's my favorite too. And then, nice. in, in the movie of your life, who would you like to play you? Oh man, who would play me in my life? Um, Kate Blanchett. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> She's very versatile. So. <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah, she could do Bob Dylan, so she, um, I don't know, I don't know, I, I don't, you know, it would have to be interesting, it'd have to be something, uh, I think I've lived several lifetimes at this point, so you might have to change it up, like, like, like the Bob Dylan movie. Yeah, a different. Um, yeah, I, because I don't have, like, uh, one celebrity I feel like I look like, you know, for a long time, everyone was telling me I look like Zach, Zach Galifianakis, and like, it's just because the beard, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's all it is. Like, yeah, I love Zach Galifianakis. I would be hugely honored if he wanted to play me, a, <laughs> in my life, but I don't think we would necessarily look like each other. I don't know. Yeah, I like that. I like the answer where different parts of different actors play different parts of you. Yeah, that. Yeah. Um, that's it. If somebody wants to check out your stuff, where can they find you on social? Um, I've got my website, tylerjacobs.com. Um, my portfolio section in there is, you know, as always, it's a little behind, but there's a, a ton of stuff there. You can see what I've done. Um, everything from, I don't know, all the stuff that, we, that I've done, animating and art and, uh, directing and, and all the stuff. I think I have my voiceover reel on there too. Nice. So. There you go. Um, and then also, if you want to see on uh, Instagram, uh, it's uh, at TJ, Wig TJ underscore Wiggles. Um, if you want to see my dad war stuff on Instagram, it's uh, at Mr. Wiggles dad war. Um, if you want to see uh, me on Twitter, it's uh, at TJ underscore Wiggles. Most of my stuff is TJ underscore Wiggles. Um, and I'm on most social networks, whether or not I use it, I try to have a presence just in case have you checked so, out clubhouse yet i have not yet i have i have friends that are on it but oh i have I some don't... invites I, I can get you one if you want to check it out it's it's interesting yeah yeah i'll check it out for sure i'd love that awesome thank you tyler uh, all right Alan. appreciate it and it's been a, a huge uh huge honor and a great pleasure the podcast is done man <laughs>